This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! My cat has food and water, and yet she insists on coming over and rubbing up against me. And if she's going to do this for the entirety of the uh, of the show, um, yeah, it's going to bug me. Yeah. Anyhow, so. Hey, uh, you you watch any wrestling this week at all? Yeah. Uh, yes, I did. A- anything I, worth talking I watched, about? I watched one fantastic wrestling event. Yes, and then you probably watch some other not as fantastic wrestling events. Uh, you, you know what? There was a second one that was slightly okay. Yeah, what was that? S- SmackDown. Ah, I see. I see where we're going with this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, NXT was pretty phenomenal. Yes, it absolutely was. You know, like and. You know, okay, so uh, I don't know if you want to break down every match or not. I'll just leave it at NXT was pretty amazing. Well, I mean, we can break down those matches because they're worth talking about. Okay, I can get behind that. <clears throat> um, so Johnny Gargano obviously opened the show. Yeah. Uh, him and uh, Cian Almas. And, uh, you know, I had I'd picked Almas winning, but I was actually still pretty surprised by it. Yeah, I. you know what? I think I said this to you in maybe in a group chat or something that when when they first brought in Almas yep. and he was hyped to the moon and you know like he won the first match at, I forget what takeover the first one he showed up at was yep just like oh you know what he's okay but like I didn't see anything fantastic yep and then for the last year or so it's just been kind of okay Still haven't seen what they're talking about. Yeah, this match, I see what they were talking about. Yep. Yeah, no, this is fantastic. Pretty fantastic match. You know, I mean, obviously Gargano is really, really good in the ring, and yeah. I love his selling. Like it's, you know, they always praise Ricky Morton as being one of the top babyface sellers because of just the expressions on his face and and everything else. And, and Gargano, you know, I mean, he might even be better than Ricky Morton. You know, just the way yeah. he registers, you know, the way he sells what's going on. It's it's pretty awesome. It's and, pretty awesome. And not only not only that, but he doesn't he doesn't oversell to the point of ridiculousness. Right. Right. You know, like there's some people that are, are really good in the ring and they're really good at selling stuff, but sometimes they take it just a little too far. Yep. And you're just like, you know what? That's kinda crazy. See that but, happened at the last my last limitless limitless wrestling event I went to. We had uh, Maxwell Jacob Feldman against Sammy Callahan, and they hmm. did an injury angle where Feldman hurt he got hurt hurt his ankle or knee or something like that. Okay. And Callahan sold it really well. We're like the referee, you know, he went to go in. The referee's like, no, stay back, stay back. And and then he actually came over and checked on him, and he was like, damn it. And he started taking his wrist after a couple minutes. You know, he you know he took his wrist tape off and. He was talking to the fans and he said, I'm sorry, I'll come back. You know, I'm sorry. This you know, this is obviously not how I wanted this to go. You know what I mean? He was right. like, it, but F- 
Feldman was being so over the top with mm. his, with his crying quote unquote if you will that it was just like it's you know it's he's he's yeah I don't believe him right it, it was it was almost like uh, slapsticky he was being so ridiculous hmm. that as awesome as Callahan was doing it selling the the injury whatever that Feldman just was like yeah he completely took me out of it I had no thought whatsoever that this actually might be legit so right but hmm. anyhow. So yeah, great opening match on NXT on Takeover, and and not only that, uh, that was, uh, I mean that night I think was the best crowd in oh ages. yeah, the crowd was ages really really good. As a matter of fact, uh, on SummerSlam, the crowd didn't start getting good or really into the show until basically the uh, AJ Styles Kevin Owens match. Yeah, like I felt like the crowd was dead all night until that match, and then um, finally in that match, I felt like they kind of they popped up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there were there were starts and stops. Um, yeah. I think it started off like when Cena came out. It started off pretty hot. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, there was just so much. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Uh, a great way to open the show. Uh, second match on the card, Sanity, defeating the Authors of Pain for the tag team titles. Yep. Uh, it's the best Authors of Pain match I've seen when uh, uh, Revival or DIY weren't in the ring. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure the best one I saw involved those guys. Well, that's what I mean. That didn't involve. Yeah. This is the best, a- best AOP match I've seen that didn't involve those teams. Right. You know what I mean? Sanity really pulled a great match at him, but it was fast, high intensity, high impact the whole time. And I, you know? I really enjoyed the little swerve with who the partner was going to be. Yeah, that was really cool. I liked that. I liked how they did that myself. Yes. Yeah, I got I got into a little bit of an argument with your cousin over it. Oh, really? Because he's like, why was Paul wrong? That's that's ridiculous. He can't come into the match. And I go, no, they never announced a partner. Yep. They never – like he wasn't involved in any way. The two guys were standing on the ringside. Yep. They tagged in the other one, the one you weren't expecting. Exactly. And he came in. Yep. And that was fantastic. Yep. You know, it's like that. that's the kind of stuff I miss from when I was well, a kid. It's great psychology because – yeah. You know, you're right. They they jumped they 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 jumped him from the get go. So they never officially rang the bell straight away either. They never yep. officially announced, you know, who was going to be in the match. The assumption was it was going to be Wolf and Dane because that's who'd been teaming. You know, I mean, that's who'd been uh, and the angle was involved in mostly. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was those guys. Um, yeah. And Young's been kind of the manager, but no, you know, Young Young was the other part. I thought it was great. I think New Day yep. needs to do stuff like that more often. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm kind of surprised that they haven't. Yeah. You know, like now, now that you see that it's kind of a possibility. Yeah, they probably just definitely... didn't think of it. You know what I mean? Probably Eric yeah, it, Young like it, thought of it. Hey, let's do this. Let's exactly. try this out. Hey, let's try this out. Yeah. You know, but um, no, I thought I thought it was a great tag team match. I mean. Yeah. Honestly, the. <laughs> Uh, there's five matches on the card, five solid matches that were well built over the last several weeks on NXT television, you know, and I guess if I were to pick an order of best to least, 
none of them would be the least best. I mean, well, none of them would be bad. But like the right. one that I thought that I liked the least was the main event. But I still loved it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I still really enjoyed the match. I just, but like of all the matches, that was the one I I, I kind of liked the least. Um, I thought. Yeah, I mean, for me. Yeah. I, I think the world title and the tag match are probably about the same. Yep. I thought the um, the Oscar Ember Moon match was amazing. Yes, especially later when you find out that Oscar broke a collarbone early broke in the match. Broke a collarbone. Yeah. Crazy. How, how tough is that woman? <laughs> uh, you know, I, for me, I think it goes that match, then the Gargano match. Yep. Then the Alistair Black match. Yep. And then, I mean, either one, the tag or the world title. Yeah, I know, actually, I, I couldn't argue with your order. I couldn't argue with your order. <clears throat> um, Alistair Black, Hideo Tommy, uh, Black's that, entrance uh, was awesome. Yeah, you know what? That reminds me. I, yeah. What was the deal with the band at I the beginning know. of the show? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if if I have one complaint over NXT, it was that they made me watch that band play some song. Yeah. I'm trying to blank it out for NXT. Yeah, and the way I kept laughing at the way they were filming the whole thing. Yeah, that they're trying to make it seem like there's a giant crowd at the stage where the band is playing, but then they do like the aerial shot, and there's like six people standing by the stage. Right. I'm like, come on. Yeah, well, I don't think people had access to the stage anyways, based on what. Well, they I'm were, sure they, you know, they probably let a few people in, kind of like yeah. the Super Bowl halftime show. They're like, yeah, go run on the field and then go away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a fantastic match itself. You know, yeah, great. They, they were pummeling the hell out of each other. Hell yeah, they were. And then the finish. <sighs> yeah. When he hit the black mass, I mean, like, I, <laughs> I think I think he made some pretty solid contact to the face with that kick. Oh yeah. But it was fantastic. You know, Hideo was running his mouth, and all of a sudden, just boom! Yeah. Kicked, you know, just knocked out. It was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Oscar, that's. Oh, hold on a second. Hello? My daughter's staying out of friends. Wanted to call and say goodnight. Anywho, so, uh, Oscar Ember Moon, uh, so, I mean, you said that was the best that you've seen, uh, The Authors of Pain. Yeah, sorry, this, yes, sorry. This was absolutely the best that I've seen Ember Moon. You know, honestly, I had not. I had said, I had talked on the show and I talked to you guys or whatever on our message chat talking about how I didn't find Ember Moon a believable competitor. or You know what I mean? To, I, didn't, I didn't buy her winning the belt from Moscow. I didn't, she, to me, like, there was nothing I'd seen so far in her time in NXT that makes me believe that she is, you know, stood a chance. Um, right. She certainly did Saturday night, I'll tell you what. Yeah, there there were a couple points in that match that I did not think yeah. Asuka would kick out. Yep. I mean, especially right off at the beginning, you know, um, the way uh, they hot shot of the opening with her getting that, that, big, uh, that big blow in straight away, you know, getting yep. the upper hand and then just going at Asuka pretty intensely. It was just like, whoa, hey. You know, obviously, you know, Asuka, she does these, she does the little things that show her arrogance, especially lately she has, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, rather it be dancing along to her music or in this, or at the, uh, 
when the right when the ring announcer was introducing her in the match, how she, <laughs> you know what I mean, nothing yeah. along with him or whatever, in a very sarcastic way where she shows that she takes her opponents lightly, and so she got caught at the beginning of the match for it. But holy crap, I I honestly by the end of the match I was surprised Oscar retained because before the match started I had no doubt that she was going to retain the title like I just I didn't think it was going to be time yet and then right like you said midway through I was like oh man she she might actually lose like yeah. she might actually lose <laughs> so. yeah like there there were definitely uh, th- I can't think of which one off the top of my head right now but th- there was one sequence where I was like damn Oscar's about to lose this belt yep but you know then she kicked but yeah th- that like like you said, with Ember Moon, I I'm, I haven't been that impressed. Yep. But this match definitely, you know, I I mean, do I think that she's fully on that level yet? I don't know. Yep. But you know, like with NXT, you always kind of have to wonder: mm-hmm. Do they have? I mean, they usually have people who are ready to step up. Right. Once you know, once people move up to the main roster. Yep. And. Like it looks like the women's division is just about there for when Oscar goes. Oh, they got a lot of talented ladies on the women's division now as it is, and then with this May Young Classic starting up, uh, yeah, in four days, which I, I can't wait for. I'm very excited about it. You know, with that finally starting up, I mean, you know, hell, yeah. It's, uh, you don't know how many they're gonna pull out of that, you know, and add to the roster. But right now, she doesn't have a challenger. Right, you know, with this, the, this, I, I would, I don't know if you want to call this a definitive win against Moon, but this is, you know, two pay per views in a row or two two takeovers in a row where she's beat her. Right. So it's um, you know, yeah, and and the first one she cheated, and then you know with the referee, and then this time she tried to cheat again and got caught. That's when I thought, okay, she's losing the belt. Oh, that's you know, you know that's I mean, where exactly. she got caught holding the trunks and everything, and that, that yep. I, that's when I thought, okay, she's losing the belt, but nope, she came back and tapped her out. So, yep, it wasn't a quick pin, wasn't a small package. It was, you know, she tapped her out. That's 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 a definitive victory right there. You know, that right. wasn't she caught her. So, but then with the injury, you know, they're saying she's going to be out six to eight weeks. I don't see why they need to strip her of the title. No, they won't. I you both. You know, you know, I doubt you never know, but I don't see how they need to. I mean, they just yeah, have the her next, on, next, right, takeovers, the next takeovers three November. Months. Yeah. So there's plenty of time for her to heal up and come back for that. And yeah. hell, Brock Lesnar hasn't been on TV, you know, wasn't on TV from WrestleMania defending his title until the paper, you know, till July. So, yeah, you know, if he can go three months, she can go three months. So. Yeah. And I mean, she the way that NXT is structured, she can still show up on TV. And yep. and build to something without actually having the match see, for at is, least you know, she doesn't have to get in the ring for another two months easy. See, this is why I think the the, the NXT takeover shows are so much better than the pay per view the next day, and it's because NXT isn't overexposed right now. They have the one one hour weekly show a week. They do a combination of job matches or enhancement talent matches with headliner matches. They tell, you know, they they, enhance, they further their storylines, but they have that one hour each week to tell that story. So their stories are spread out further. The pay-per-views are spread out further apart, if you will, with the takeover events. So they have more time to build a very solid five-match card. 
not only that, We're, but each week on NXT, yeah, you don't necessarily see the same people every exactly. week. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I mean by they only have an hour to tell their story. So right. You know, they they kind of so, they do it sort of the way like they like Monday Night Raw used to be. The superstars of wrestling used to be, you know what I mean, where mm-hmm. they you would use Raw and a lot of the same way to build towards that pay per view every couple of months. And even then, when they had the month, even when they went to a monthly pay per view, the in your houses were were advertised as being smaller, lesser pay per views, but they still yeah. didn't have the overexposure like they do now. I mean, yes, they've split the rosters, but a pay per view every month. Three hours every Monday, two hours every Tuesday. I mean, there's. I think there's just too much overexposure, and, and the rosters are actually pretty thin if you think about it. But at the same time, though, yeah, every week there's still two or three people that don't show up. That, that's what I you mean. Know, like you, you would like think they you would could have be the missing. Time. You could be missing, you know, a handful of people every week. Yep. And it's sometimes it's the same people for a few weeks, so maybe they're nursing an injury or maybe something. But, like, in the case of Dolph Ziggler, he just came back again, you know, basically talking about the, you know, I'm underappreciated, whatever. Yeah. Which is what he always does when he comes back. But, like, did they really need to show 700 Ginger Mahal interviews? No. They could have had Ziggler out having matches. Yep. You know, like, you could have – you got to split it up a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's where the difference comes because you have – NXT has more time, has mm-hmm. more time between big events, and then at the same time less weekly time to tell their stories. But manages to tell their stories enough so that when the pay per view comes around, they have five solid matches that each match you're looking forward to seeing, and each one is going to tell a great story or finish out a great story. Whereas right. you have SummerSlam, which has 13 matches on it with the pre-show and the event itself, and yeah. They yeah, six and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, and NXT uses their show to finish and begin a story, whereas SummerSlam, a lot of their matches are just continuing the story. Right, and the big, the big yeah. pay-per-views used to be all the blow-offs. Yep. Yep. You know, and I, I think that's actually one reason why I like NXT so much. Because it reminds because it you does... of wrestling like when we were a kid. Right. You know, that you have, like you said, the weekly show. And I mean, on Superstars or whatever, you never got the marquee matches. Very, very, very rarely. Very rarely. And and you can probably, like, if you're like me, you remember them. Like, you remember when, like, I remember Diesel beating Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title on Superstars. I remember Hulk Hogan teaming up with Paul Orndorff to take on the Moondogs and Orndorff, you know. I remember the next week when Hogan teamed up with Orndorff to take on, uh, Bundy and Stud, and, or Stud, yeah, yeah, Bundy and uh, or Stud and Patera, whatever, and Orndorff turned on Hogan, you know, and piled drove him like they didn't happen on Superstars, right? So it stands out. Yeah, like that's why you know when you have Earthquake crushing Damien building up to the match with Jake Roberts. Yep. When you had you know like all that stuff. Yep. You know it's it felt bigger. You know, but when you have, you know, on Monday Night Raw, remember there was a time for like six straight months that it, the show would start off with Stephanie McMahon coming out and yelling about something. Yep. And then the same people would come out and they'd have a big confrontation and you're just like, all right, it's enough already. This is 35 minutes of the show. Yep. 
Well, we, you know, as much as I love watching AJ Styles against Kevin Owens, we don't need it every single SmackDown and every SmackDown pay-per-view. Well, I mean, come on. We kind of – kind of maybe. Well, okay, yeah, but, but you know what I mean, though? Like, You know what, though? What? Even with those two, their matches have all been good. Yep. But there hasn't been a match yet between the two of them where I've been like, yes. <laughs> Blown away. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like, wow, that was a good solid match. But, yeah. Um, you know, like I think part of it is that 90% of the rest of the show is garbage. Yep. So, like, their match really stands out. But I think if you put that up against, like, some of the best matches of the past couple of years, I'm not really sure. Smackdown a you couple You know, because it seems – Go ahead. It seems that they're that they're trying to tell more of the oh Shane McMahon is getting involved story during yep. all of their matches than they're actually trying to have the match. Right, right. Now there was a really good episode of SmackDown on a couple weeks back where you had Rusev against Chad Gable, Styles against Owens, and Shinsuke Nakamura against John Cena. That was a that oh was, yeah. I mean that was better than SummerSlam. You know, yeah. if you yeah. look at SmackDown's contributions to SummerSlam, that episode of SmackDown was better than SummerSlam. Um, and then just to finish out, finish out NXT, excuse me, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Roode. Yeah, I, you know what? I always forget how tall Drew McIntyre is. Me too. And like, he is very tall. <laughs> yeah, because like, I mean, Roode isn't that short. Is he? He's got to be like 6'2", 6'3", no, maybe? No, he's not. He's not. And McIntyre kind of towers over him a little bit, yeah. Yeah, like when they were standing by each other, I'm looking, I'm like, god damn, I'm like, even, like, either Rude is like 5'5", five five, yeah. or... McIntyre <laughs> is, he's deceptively tall. Yeah. <laughs> he's, you forget. And maybe he has lifts in his boots. Who knows? Yeah. It's just, it says here he's 6'5". McIntyre? Yeah. God damn, how tall is is Rude? I'm looking. Let me get it's gonna say like five eleven. Says that he is six foot. Hmm. No, there's oh. no way there's only a five inch difference the way those no. two were standing by each other. Maybe it could have been maybe the camera angle helped out with that, who knows? Could have been. Yeah, true. Yeah. But you know, Bobby Rude loses the belt. Um I was actually kind of surprised about that and but then he debuted on SmackDown Tuesday, so I guess that makes sense. Yep. Um, McIntyre's champion, and then obviously, you know, a couple, a couple of cool things happened during the show. Uh, I don't or, feel like anything or, stole the show. Or you could be like, uh, like Ronnie, who turned it off right after the title match. No, he didn't see. He didn't see Adam Cole. I was talking to him throughout the entire pay per view. And that was uh, awesome. You know, like after the the sanity winning the belts and uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly came out, yeah, we were like, oh hell yeah, that's awesome. And I was like, oh, it really sucks though that you know they came out, so Adam Cole's not gonna come out tonight, right? And then well, uh, see, all right, so the world title, yeah, changes hands. You know, Rude walks out, McIntyre's got the belt, and then I guess Ronnie turned it off. And I'm like, because I start texting. Never turn it off until the thing I, pops up I on start the screen. messaging him just like a billion exclamation marks. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And he's like, what? what? That what? that McIntyre won the belt? And I was like, holy shit, what? And he's like, oh my god, did something happen? I was like, just <laughs> fucking turn it on and watch the last five minutes. I'm not going to say anything. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Oh, so fantastic. Um, so, you know, Red Dragon, uh, both Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly have already debuted in NXT and had matches on NXT. So See, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I wonder if they're going to team them together or not. And then they did. I, so I thought that was pretty cool. I did not know they signed with NXT. Oh, I'm about I'm about like three or four weeks behind yeah. on the NXTs. I wanted to try and catch up before the takeover, but I just didn't have a chance. And uh, so I had no idea. So like when they showed up, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, I can't believe these guys are here. And Ryan's like, oh, yeah, they, had, they were on like last week. I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah, they, right. they well, have that's been. still awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and then Adam Cole came out afterwards to jump Drew McIntyre. Yep. And somebody had some somebody in a, a group I'm on, you know, they were like, "Oh, Adam Cole stole the show," and I argued that no, he didn't. These matches were way too good for one guy to walk out and stand in the ring and say he stole the show because he stood in the ring. Like, you know, you know what he did do though? Said Adam Cole, baby, the loudest Adam Cole, baby that I have ever heard in my life. Mm, I, I mean, it know, sounded see, like he was microphone. See, it was him. Like, I think it was, I feel like it was all him saying it. Cause I didn't see the oh, crowd. Yeah. If he would have done it in the ring and you could have seen the crowd reacting with him, that'd be one thing. But like, it, he was very loud when he said it, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, it was actually – I caught me off. Okay. <laughs> I'm so used to not being able to hear him say it because the crowd's saying it that hearing him say it threw me for a loop. <laughs> Sincerely, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I thought it was cool that Red Dragon was is going to be teaming together. But the three of them staying together, like, all right, I understand – Back in 2009 and 2011, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly were future shock, and they were a tag team together, and blah, blah, blah. But guess what? That was six years ago. Just yeah. eight months ago, they were having a very violent feud over the Ring of Honor World's Heavyweight Championship that they traded back and forth, you know? And But? But? This is NXT and not Ring of Honor. Right. So seeing them stand in the ring together, it doesn't make me go, oh, my God, there's guys that hated each other, but they were in Ring oh, of okay. Honor, and now they're here. Yay. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't mm. – seeing them together didn't throw me. Like, if, right. if Cole would have just come out, cool. Red Dragon just coming out, cool. There was no way either one of those guys – either one of those – any of those three guys stole the show just because they did a run-in because the show was too damn good for them to do it. The matches oh, yeah. were too damn good for them to do it. Were they, now, if they, they did that the next night, they absolutely. probably would have stolen the show. You know, like yeah, if they would have done it on NXT, like Wednesday night or something, yes, absolutely. Because the rest of the like the, the show was just too good. It was too. Oh good. no, I meant if they came out at SummerSlam. Oh well, well yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> if they came out at SummerSlam. So, um, did you watch NXT this week at all? Not yet. Okay, so uh, the matches this week were taped at uh, Brooklyn Takeover. Okay. You know how they do that? They'll tape some matches either before or after the, the, the Takeover special. Yep. I believe they taped them after because the before we had the live uh, pre-show and everything. Uh, right. So, you you know, we got a uh, Sarah Logan against um, Billy Kay. Okay. That was a solid women's match. I think it was better than any of the women's matches that were on SummerSlam. And then we got 
Uh, yeah, Billy Kay's impressed me lately. She's good. And but then we got Mustache Mountain, uh, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate against. Um, oh crap! Uh, not Pete Dunn, and I'm trying to think of Pete Dunn, Wolfgang. Pete Dunn and Wolfgang. Okay. Which what's hilarious to me is Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven. They're called they're a trio called British Strong Style. So they're, they've been a faction for a few year, couple of years now. And so it's always funny that in NXT they're wrestling each other all the time. Hmm. But anyways, damn good match. Damn good match, and the crowd was hot for them. Cool. Yeah, so that's you'll, you'll enjoy that when you finally get around to watching it. So I guess we kind of need to talk about uh, SummerSlam. Yep. I, I don't – so <laughs> I, I made some, uh, some brief notes on each match. Um. Cena pinned Corbin with the AA. Wait, are, are we skipping the pre-show? Yeah, I didn't watch the pre-show straight away. I watched it after. Do you want to talk about the pre-show? Nah, I mean, may as well. Okay. Um, talk about all nine fans in the crowd. When yeah, wasn't that and- awkward? <sighs> I love all the memes I mean, about how the Hardys, like... You yeah, know, took all the TNA's fans with them. Well, no, like the... T- Did you, you know, see that one? Yeah, I saw, yes, I saw that one. I saw the <laughs> one where, like, uh, the Hardys... Uh, TNA is keeping their broken gimmick, so the Hardys took their gimmick of 75 fans in attendance at a house show or right. this and that and everything. And from what I read, what happened was they opened the doors at 6 o'clock for a 6.15 match. And so they still did the no, match on – No, it was at 5. Huh? It was at 5. Sorry, yeah, 5 o'clock. I'm sorry. That's right. It didn't start at 8. It started at 7, so 5 o'clock, yeah. But they opened yeah. the doors at 5 o'clock, and they had a match scheduled for 5.15, and they still did the match. Yep. Because you know, we don't want to interrupt any – pre-tape segments we have laid out. Yeah. So they have a match with, like, you know, a bomb scare attendance. I mean, like, isn't that... This is a WWE show. This is SummerSlam, and you're watching the match Intercontinental with, Champion. Yeah, and you're and the Hardy Boys, and you're watching a match with yeah. friggin' nobody in the crowd. Yeah, Kinda like, crazy. I, at first, I didn't really know... The way that they shot, I guess, the Miz Taraj coming to the ring, Yep. you didn't really see the crowd. Yep. But when the Hardys came down and like they didn't even run over to the crowd to slap five, there's no one to run over to. And, and you notice that there's like one guy sitting in the corner, yeah, and like three more over here. I was like, oh damn, yeah, <laughs> craziness. Yeah. Um, did you see? You watched SmackDown, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not SmackDown Raw. Uh, you saw the Mrs. promo. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah, I I said it before. Oh, yeah, he is like criminally underrated yes i agree he until he said it, i didn't realize he's been there for 12 years that's crazy yeah, I, I, I he's been there realize. that long but yeah no what an unbelievably <laughs> awesome promo and there was some real anger in his voice and you could tell and that's you know <clears throat> for all things mcfoley like one of the things he said is like when he's cutting a promo if he's drawn on something that happened in real life that's making made him angry like it's that much better of a promo and that's clear from this promo yeah well it's also it's just about the one year anniversary of when he uh he and daniel bryan got onto that into the fight yes on uh talking smack which didn't make any sense because the, he couldn't daniel bryan couldn't right russell can't do anything right at least but at the time, it's so. like in the last year the Miz has really been on a tear with yep. his promos. Yeah, and the match itself wasn't bad. <laughs> Miz and the Miz Taraj against the Hardys and Jason Jordan. Right. I, you know? The ending confused me. Yeah. Well. Like, I mean, look, I get 
you have the IC champ. Yeah. But <laughs> non-title match, six-man tag match. You're trying to build Justin Jordan up. Jason Jordan. Yeah, you Jason say Jordan. His name right, Jesus. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's how excited I am about him. There you go. Um, who the hell's Justin Jordan? I don't know. Oh, he's a comic book. Yeah, a comic book writer. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Jason Jordan. You're trying to build him up so you have him take a clean loss. Yeah, he lost on Monday night too. But then again, you know, look who he wrestled. So. Right, but I mean, you know, you could have. You could have had uh, Jordan one get of the, the pin on the Miz, the and they could build towards a, a future IC title match. Yeah or, yeah, or I mean, if they had to have the Miz get the pin, yep. Like either the Hardys, like the, the Hardy Boys can lose every single match, and people will still yeah, be like, "Oh my God, it's the Hardy Boys." Yep. Yeah, that's not gonna hurt them. Uh, Neville defeated Tozawa to regain I, the Cruiserweight again. Title. Like, why even put the belt on Tozawa for four days? Didn't make any sense. That was stupid. I, I thought for sure he was going to win, and that it was going to start up a thing, and I guess not. Nope. Uh, the Usos defeated the New Day to retain the titles. Yeah. That surprised me. Let's just keep passing the tag belts back and forth. Uh, that surprised me a lot. That was a good match, though. Uh, it was a good match. Yeah. Hey, Dave Meltzer gave it four stars. <laughs> oh, I mean, is he doing that in comparison to other four- and five-star matches, or is he doing that in comparison to SummerSlam? Because based off of SummerSlam, know. that was like a seven-and-a-half-star match. <laughs> they just – they went – for a pre-show match, they went 20 minutes. It surprised me. I, you know, you know, they went about – you know, that – it's a really long time for a pre-show match. And, and it actually – other than the main event, which only went a minute longer, it was the longest match on the show. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, uh, their match went about a minute less. But, hmm. you know, so. Uh, then we get to the actual pay-per-view itself. Everyone's in their seats. And we got John Cena and Baron Corbin. And the note yeah. I made on this was, Cena won easily after a single AA. doesn't feel like Corbin was elevated here. And it wasn't a bad match. It just was super basic. Yep. And then I read that Corbin's got heat. And he's, he's, his attitude backstage has been poor, and he's being punished. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but kind of but makes I, sense. I saw that, but then I also saw a ton of things saying that none of that's true. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, who knows? Exactly, who knows? But at the end of the day, to me, it looked like <clears throat> he definitely wasn't elevated here. And again, it wasn't a bad match. It was just super basic, so it wasn't thrilling. Um, right. Then we already got this. Why? Why does he lose the cash in and then lose so easy on a pay per view? Well, that's why you almost want to believe that. Okay, maybe he is being punished. Right, but like it seems like at the same time, yeah. You like if you're gonna punish a guy like that, isn't it kind of being short sighted? Like if if you're going to give a guy the money in the bank briefcase, obviously you have big plans for him. Yep. So why the hell would you be like, you know what? Screw him. He's going to drop this. He's going to lose every match. He's going to do that because it kills all of your future plans. Maybe they want to build him, break him down to build him up again. Eh, maybe. Uh, Natalia beat Naomi. Don't care. Smackdown Women's title. All right. So these are my notes. Uh, I hate that freaking belt. Jump starting the match, the bell. 
That slingshot suplex on the apron into the post, that was a pretty good spot. Uh, I guess someone must have been watching Asuka and Moon last night. But, uh, of course, after that hot shot opening, they didn't know what to do, and it went right back to crap. Uh, I will say the one move I thought was pretty cool was when Naomi did the uh, like the head scissors into the DDT type of thing. Didn't see it. It was actually kind of impressive. Uh, and then at the end, Natalia was trying to re- do a reversal into a sharpshooter, and it Which tanked. was totally awkward. Yeah, and then JBL commented how it was so incredibly done, and I'm like, no, JBL. He is losing so much credibility with me with the way he is just blatantly putting stuff over, over the top selling it that you can just you know visually see it's not as good as what he's saying yeah um yeah oh, I, you know I, don't, what? I don't give two shits about this match i'm glad natalia won though <laughs> i i don't even care yeah and the fact that naomi's sitting balling i'm like you, you were barely a champion you had yeah. zero defenses against any credible opponents yeah. every pay-per-view leading up to this one was them trying to find you an opponent uh, yeah, and and she had matches against. Oh look, Lana! It's her first match ever. Yeah. Let's give her a title shot. Like yeah. really? Come on. But uh, I just thought of something: the Corbin Welcome. Cena match. Yeah. One thing that I didn't like is how he kept doing that slide out of the corner and run back in the corner to go. Like the first time he did it and he hit the clothesline, that was awesome. Yep. The second time he did it and Cena reversed it or whatever it was, I'm just like. All right. The third time he did it, right before he lost the match, I was like, are you fucking kidding me with this? Yeah, that's kind of a you-do-that-for-one-match type of thing. You know, that would be like Dean Ambrose doing that thing where he falls out the ropes and bounces oh, back Jesus, to the ropes. like slingshot crappy thing he does. Yeah, like, like yeah. 18 times in a match. Yeah. Such garbage. Uh, okay, so we went from one match I don't care about, but I'm glad not to see that stupid glowing belt anymore to a match that is free, that was freaking garbage never should have been any place near the SummerSlam card if it was, it should have been on the pre-show and that was Cass against Big Show with Enzo in a cage above the ring yes, that was can you explain the logic to me where Enzo is looking at Cass while Show is down and Cass is watching Enzo oil himself up and squeezing out between the bars of the cage to immediately be kicked in the face and sell dead. Um, are you talking about why Cass didn't just pin Big Show? Right. Why didn't he just pick Big Show through that whole thing? Because – and this is what was driving me nuts. I mean at yeah. least <clears> – in one way, at least there was a payoff with him greasing himself up and slipping through the ropes. Yeah, but that should have been done when Cass but, wasn't watching him the whole but time. But what I'm saying – but – for the whole first I don't that match seemed like it was about four minutes long. For the first half of the match and the match is trying to go on, Dude. but you see Enzo dancing like an idiot and whatever up top, I'm like, Oh my god, this is so freaking obnoxious. They went ten and like, a half minutes. No way. Yeah. That was ten oh Yeah. Oh my god, I'll never have those ten minutes back. Yeah. I know, right? But I'm like, my goodness, like stop drawing attention to yourself. The whole point is there's a match below you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then he starts taking off his clothes and I was like, are you kidding me with this? But uh, like it wasn't it wasn't funny if it was if Vince thought, oh, this will be funny if he does this. It, it didn't come off that way. It was no. really obnoxious. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I thought it was dumb. I thought it was it didn't make any sense. 
yeah, not a fan. Uh, and then we get Randy Orton beating Rusev in 10 seconds. Um, so, uh, yeah. I think I figured it out. Yeah, what's that? I think Randy Orton has lost every single match he's been in for the past two years. Yeah. That they needed to give him a win. Yep, sure. Um, and Rusev used to be this unbeatable monster. Yep. And he's lost every single match he's been in for the last, like, year. Sure. And uh, they needed to give him another loss. Right. So, it's a 13-match card. I figured it had to be one match. wasn't going to go very long. Figured this one would go longer than ten seconds. I actually really dug the uh, the opening where he ran in and where they you know he, and just started beating him. Yeah, I thought that was great. And then they get in the yep. ring and they ring the bell and he you know reverses and hits the RKO. It's kind of like that was explosive. He gets the pin. All right, you know that Sheamus kicking Daniel Bryan in the face at WrestleMania type of thing. It's a quick pin. They can have another match out of this. So okay, all right. Don't completely hate it, but whatever. The thing is, is Rusev has really showed us like he's really good in the ring. Like he actually is is you know pretty damn good, but like he just doesn't. I don't remember. Well, that's the thing is he he can he can he gets to show it with guys like Gable, and then when they put him in big matches with like Cena, Orton, you know whoever, he loses. Hmm. So. Uh, here we go. Next up, Sasha Banks defeated Alexa Bliss with a bank statement to win the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Didn't I'm, care. I was surprised that they had both women's matches on so early in the card. I mean, for the actual main SummerSlam, SummerSlam show, both ladies' matches were in the first half of the show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, the finishing sequence was super anticlimactic. Um crowd really wasn't into this and i wasn't i wasn't ready to see bliss not be the champion anymore yeah i think she's gonna win it back this week on raw which is she'll win it at the next raw pay-per-view whatever that is probably no they have she has a rematch this week oh that's right she has a rematch coming up yeah she probably will then um finn to, to be honest it looked like sasha banks hurt her shoulder like legit hurt her arm or something in the match yeah but i mean i guess not me I guess not because, I mean, she came out, she was moving it around a lot, and she's fighting next week. Yep. But, like, at the end of the match, she was holding, I mean, for a bunch of the match, she was holding her arm to her body. And I know, you know, oh, she's selling an injury or whatever. Sell job, yeah. But at the end, after she tapped her out and she's laying there and her arm is really tight into her side. Yeah. And the referee, I swear I saw this. I mean, I could have just been delirious from the horrible garbage that happened beforehand. But I swear I saw the ref go, are you okay? And she said, no, I don't think so. Yep. And then he signaled something. Okay. But then it cut away and it cut away and went to something else. So I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't see that. I don't even know. Um, okay. I, I, maybe I'll go back and check it out. Eh, probably not. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Uh, Finn Balor gets That's Bray Wyatt. That's the reason I haven't gone back and verified. I've actually rewatched NXT Takeover Three in its entirety. Mm. Um, Finn Balor against Bray Wyatt. The match went ten minutes forty seconds. Their entrances went eleven minutes twelve seconds. So uh, 
<laughs> I don't. That's not an accurate number. But anyways, I wasn't impressed with this match. I thought nope. I like that the Demon has a different like Titantron video and a different logo than Finn Balor. So it's you know he's two different people. So that's kind of neat. Um, yeah. But the match felt shorter than it was, and like Finn's paint didn't even wear off. Yeah, you know what I mean. He, he did I was thinking like, that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I can't even see where any paint's been worn off. And it wasn't like if the match was bad. It just it wasn't thrilling. And again, I mean, like a couple other matches on this show, it was just like kind of basic. Like, okay, it was you know it was like a house show match or something. Like we got to see Finn hit his big moves and, and the crowd went home happy because their their favorite guy won. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Rollins and Ambrose defeated Sheamus and Cesaro to win the Raw Tag Team Championships. I will say this. Yeah. Since Ambrose and Rollins teamed together, yep. Ambrose has been the best he's been in about three years. So I thought that the match was meh, and I thought the finishing sequence was good, though. Like, I wasn't into this match. But I oh, I wasn't the, either. I thought the finishing sequence was good, save the fact that Ambrose had just been beat up for ten minutes and then basically no-sells everything after getting the pin and just celebrating like everything was fine and he just wasn't beat up That's, left for dead three minutes ago. That is my problem with the goddamn Usos. Yep. That Whichever one, one of the twins, I don't know which it is, got his fucking ass beat. Yep. Yeah. Beat for ten yep. minutes. And then, oh yeah, we're just going to steal the freaking Young Buck super kicks and super kick and super kick and super yep. kick. And then, yeah, we're both fine. Um. Yeah. I, I remember. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, and going back to what you said about Ambrose, I think Ambrose and Rollins being in the match together, you know, Ambrose looks the best he's looked in three years because he's not being relied upon to carry a match. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? He can do his – he can be lazy still, but it's covered up by the fact that he can hit a hit a move and then Rollins does stuff afterwards so he can lay around and be, be you know, the, the lazy fuck he is. Mm. So – um, United States Championship, AJ Styles pinned Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon as the referee. I noticed that there was no Face of America Titan Tron or, or Owens' face on the entrance ramp when he came down, so I went, oh, he's losing. Hmm. That angle's played out. Um, to me, this is the first time I'll show that, the, that I, I've, that I, this is the first time I'll show that I got excited while watching a match. You know, like, usually when I watch wrestling, I get, like, I get excited, rub my hands together, I, pump my fist. I don't know, I act like a freaking idiot, but I'm I'm into it, you know. Uh mm. NXT I was into it all night long. Like I was I had like I'm I'm exhausted. I had to, to pause it for a minute, you know. <laughs> like it just but yeah, this, this was the first night out this was the first match all night that I actually got excited. And um you know look how good these two guys are where they're going for that segment where I think AJ Styles was trying to go up to do a crucifix on Owens and my guess is he was gonna try to roll him down for a uh, like a like a uh, sunset flip type thing from the standing mm. position though, and then he would transition into the Styles Clash. But they kind of botched that spot. But still, they brought it right into a Styles Clash. Like they saved the botch so it didn't look bad. That's how like right. kind of great they are. And to me, this is you know at this point, this was the best match of the night for me. Yeah. Up until up then. until that up yeah. until that point. Yeah. The, the Bliss and Banks match, I think, yep. was the best. Yeah, I agree with that statement. Um, I thought Shane, I thought they kind of did a good job of, of the commentators selling that, you know, like, because 
how Shane would be in the way because well he doesn't know and then like there was one there was one bit where um, JBL actually made the comment of like the referee is supposed to you know like walk the opposite way of the wrestlers so like when the wrestlers are kind of circling each other they're always going to circle you know counterclockwise and, and he's supposed to go clockwise type of thing so that way you're not running into each other or whatever he didn't know when to be in you know to be out of the way but i think they just went to the well way too many times with shane getting bumped yeah but otherwise you know i thought it was it was a good match yeah um next up was jinder mahal against shinsuke nakamura and this is, without a doubt, the worst Shinsuke Nakamura match I have ever seen. And I'm counting New Japan, Rev Pro, Ring of Honor, NXT, WWE. This is the worst match of his I have ever, ever seen. Uh, I mean, legit, I thought this match was really bad. The pacing was bad. The finish was super bad. And the crowd wasn't into it. I mean, like... You would think when he beat up the Bollywood brothers that the crowd would have popped for that. They really didn't. Yeah. And then he just walks in and Mahal grabs him, but he can't even grab him quick and hit his move. It takes him a minute to grab, you know, it takes him some time to actually get it set up where you think Nakamura would have a chance to try to get out of it. And then he hits his shitty looking Cobra Clutch, Cobra Clutch Slam and gets the pin. Yep. And basically just buries Nakamura. Yep. Because the guy who was the savior of NXT, the greatest wrestler to come out of New Japan Pro Wrestling this decade, you know, on and on and on, loses to Jinder fucking Mahal with one finishing move. And after beating him up the entire match, it was stupid. Stupid. I agree. You know, even even Nakamura beating up, you know, getting the taking on the Singh brothers in a two-on-one handicap match on Tuesday and and getting the win, and then laying out Mahal with the Kinshaska, uh, Kinsh- you know what I mean, the knee to the face, Kins- Kin- I can't say it tonight, so knee in the face. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't get the whole thing. I really don't. Well, here's what I know. They tour India in September, and then in October yep. they have their Hell in the Cell Raw-only pay-per-view, and I think that's when finally Mahal's going to lose the belt. Only. Sorry, the SmackDown-only pay-per-view in October, and that's when he'll finally lose the belt. Probably. Yeah. And then the main event, Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar defended his title against Reigns, Strowman, and Samoa Joe. Uh, my favorite uh, part of the whole match was at the beginning when Michael Cole said, the one thing that Roman Reigns has that the other two don't is experience in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Really, Cole? Really? Like, did you not see the pay-per-view the month before that Samoa Joe headlined against Brock Lesnar? The one no, that he you didn't, called? He didn't call that. Or, or any other things on Raw. You know, I mean, come on. Like, okay, yeah, Braun Strowman has never had a match with Brock Lesnar. Samoa Joe has. Yeah. They just headlined a pay-per-view, Aaron. We talked about it on this show. No, I don't think so. Didn't happen. <laughs> My, I mean, Michael Cole works there. He would know. <sighs> just like the uh, – And no one absolute, tried to correct him. Normally when Cole absolute, says something stupid, they <laughs> JBL correct him. No one even tried to correct him on that one. 
my absolute favorite moment of the entire pay-per-view besides um cesaro ripping up the beast ball that was funny um was when they were announcing all of the international um commentators, uh, commentators. then they get to the french announce table and the names on the tv i don't know what the names are i don't remember but whatever they were, the names that Michael Cole announced were two totally different names, and I was dying of laughter. Nice. I mean, it would be like the names, the two people up there. It's like Bill Smith and John Williams, and he's like, and here's Rene Dupree and you know Jean Paul Jones, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, it's not even. I know who those people are you're talking about. One was a wrestler here. That's not him. <laughs> awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, Jacques Rougeau. Yeah. 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 Jacques yeah. Rougeau wrestled for them. He but was he wasn't. The, he he was, was not there. He was one of the fabulous Rougeau brothers. But he was not there for SummerSlam. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> trying to remember, like, the pre- previous pay-per-view, that's who they had was Jacques Rougeau. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that he announced him and somebody else, and I'm like, no, that's no. <laughs> that's phenomenal. That's so many levels of awesome right there. Yeah. Oh hell. So, so anyways, what'd you think of the match? I like that they show Braun Strowman as like just an unbelievable wrecking crew. Yeah, yeah. He's a I, he's a big man. I don't like how two things I absolutely hate about this match. Okay. Number one, when um, Braun Strowman was destroying Lesnar on the outside of the ring. Sure. Reigns and Samoa Joe were nowhere. Yeah, like why weren't they at least fighting in the ring on the other side of the ring? Each other. Even if they just had him in a freaking chin lock. Doing something. They helped, you know, throw Lesnar through a wall. Yeah. You know, something. I will say that spear that Reigns gave Brock through the barricade was very impressive. It looked like he caught Brock off off guard and Mm. destroyed him. Um, But otherwise, I did like how Strowman came out looking so strong in this match. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yep. Um, I liked how they kind of they teased it a little bit. The two of them, you know, facing off each other when 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 Reigns and Joe broke it up first the first time around. You know, yeah. only for them a couple minutes later to actually get their hands on each other. I like that. Um, I thought Samoa Joe looked good. I thought Roman the, um, Reigns showed that he's a fucking idiot uh, because <laughs> instead of standing there in the corner. And every single time you do a spear, you have to like do your hand motion and and, do and your, shout and do your yell first. Just fucking spear the guy, okay? Seriously, like he, three times in that match, I can think of he mm-hmm. you know did his thirty seconds setup before spearing the guy, and and it's like just just spear him, just get it over with. I like how the crowd didn't really cheer along with him. Just spear him. You know, same thing with like, oh, I got to cock my fist every time before I punch you in the face. So I'm going to do it. Just just punch him. Just punch him. Just jump and punch him. Just, okay? Stop this cocking your hand shit. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. I like that Reigns got pinned. 
Yeah. The the other part of the match that I absolutely detest yep. is taking Lesnar out oh, on a stretcher. They've done it way too much. And then having him come back. Yeah, I hated and, that. I hated that. I thought that was stupid. Yeah. yeah I hate. I absolutely hated it. Have him just lay on the ground selling for a long time. He just got put through three tables. It's okay for him to sell for fifteen, you know, for ten minutes, mm-hmm. if you want him to. But yeah, putting him on a stretcher, carting him to the back, no, no, I'm not cool with that. Yeah, especially when he's gonna walk to the ring and people try and stop him, but like halfway down the ramp, doctors or whoever are just like, okay, you can go. The only time I've seen that done, where I thought, okay, that makes sense, and holy crap, okay, that's awesome, was uh, Hell in a Cell 1998 with Mankind, King of the Ring 98 with Mankind, Hell in a Cell against Taker, where they tried to stretch him out, and you're like, yeah, he needs to be stretched out, and then he just kind of like falls off the stretcher and then gets back and fights his way through him to climb the cage again. Mm-hmm. That It worked that night. Yeah, it worked that night, and I don't think that was a worked spot. I think they really were stretching him out of it. <laughs> and he that said, "You know what I mean." The only other time I've seen someone on a stretcher, I thought it worked great, was when they strapped down Rey Mysterio and put the the neck brace on him and the whole the and the, and the head things and everything, and then Brock Lesnar took and swung him attached to the board and smashed him against the ring post. Yeah, and then and and then Mysterio fell face first, unprotected on the ground. I thought that worked well too. Yeah. Yeah. But. So overall, I would rate uh, NXT Takeover as a tremendously better show than SummerSlam. Um, I don't think it's any comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. <sighs> so yeah, there we have it. Um, I guess real quick, <clears throat> do you have anything you want to say about Raw or SmackDown or I, um, Global I'm Force Wrestling? Or... I'm confused about something on SmackDown. Sure. So you have American Alpha. Oh, yep. Who's great. Yep. And they decide that they want to break them up before they give them like a lengthy title run or sure. something. Yeah. Um, so they go to break them up, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna make them, um, we're gonna make them singles guys." Uh-huh. So then you have Gable, who you're now gonna team up with Shelton Benjamin, who's just like an older version of Jason, maybe Jordan. a little, maybe a little more athletic, but just basically the exact same thing as Jordan. Yep. And like, <laughs> what the fuck? Just keep American Alpha together. They need yeah. tag, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Or have Gable be Kurt Angle's love child and team Jason Jordan and Shelton Benjamin together. Yeah. Because what would be cool about that is if they were matching gear, they could do the old Killer Bees gimmick and put masks on midway through the match and switch places. Yeah. No? Okay. Sorry, I was coughing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I I agree. It's all I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And like, why isn't he on the the show with Kurt Angle? 
Like if you were to tell me that Jason Jordan was Shelton Benjamin's son, I would have believed that more than Kurt Angle. <laughs> That's kind of funny. All right, now I got to know how old uh, Shelton Benjamin is. Mm, 30, 30. You think he's 40 yet? No, he's probably like 38, 39. All right, so let's see here. Shelton Benjamin is 42 years old. And Jason Jordan is... You know, is, I guess that makes sense Jason because... Jason Jordan is 28 years old. So I mean, he'll, I be, guess, he'll be 29 this year. So eh. I guess it does make sense because when Shelton Benjamin came in, I was like my early 20s, so he probably would have been a little bit older. Dude, he debuted in the WWE 15 years ago. So, yeah. yeah. So, makes sense. 42. Jeez. That's older than I thought. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay. Well, uh, I got a Limitless Wrestling show coming up. If you're in the New England area, quick, get your tickets now to Friday, February 22nd in Westbrook, Maine for Limitless Wrestling. Uh, their show, Question the Answers, you can check them out at LimitlessWrestling.com. going to have Jack Swagger on the card, Ace Romero, Anthony Green, A.R. Fox, Teddy Hart, uh, Hornswoggle, Jimmy Lloyd, Josh Briggs, Dick Justice, Jay Freddy, Joey Janela, Joey Ryan, John Silver, JT Dunn, LAX. I think that now they're technically the former Global Force Wrestling Tag Team Champions, but that may not that might not air for a while. So they might still be the current champions hmm. uh, <laughs> come September the 22nd. Let's see here. Now I'm curious. <coughs> yeah, let's see here. Ugh. What? What's wrong? Nah, just the cold. Yeah. Killing me. I'm surprised. I've been able to catch pretty much all of it. I don't think too many have snuck through with my mute. I haven't really heard anything. Fantastic. Um, I apologize to any listener if I've been coughing in your ear. Oh, technically, uh, it's a live show. No, here it is. Ohio versus everything, Dave and Jake Christ, which they're a great tag team. They won the belts from Latin America Exchange technically on August 20th. However, it will not air until September 21st. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, so there you go. Spoiler alert. But I guess that's it for me. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Then, all right, well, hey, find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. We've got handles. We've got things. I'm at Superstar ML. I'm at Aaron S. Bell. The show is at What Did You Watch? Wait, that's my other <laughs> show. Check that one out, too. Uh, this show is at something. Don't forget Ronnie. Uh, he is at... Uh, 1,000 holds pod. Ron Bar 316. Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie's at Ron Bar 316. That was my new way of screwing up the Twitter for the show. And uh, the Facebook is uh, Podcast of 1,000 Holds. So, yeah. I, seriously, my throat hurts too much for me to even begin to think about yelling something. Fair enough. 